Hola, pequeño baby. How are you doing? Long time no see. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. Uh, I felt like I was slowly losing the will to live trying to get this podcast up to record. Like, oh my God, it's, took a, it's taken us like half an hour, isn't it? More than 37 minutes. We are having software problems. My microphone is, uh, has had it. You've had your microphone had it uh, like two or three weeks ago. You had to order a new one. It's um, This podcast has taken its toll, isn't it? But I told you we have to do it because uh, we've got the followers, mate. I know. We've, I, we've I was something. I was really losing the will to live. Oh, my God. Like, I was like, Jesus, like, how long is, is this? Is it going to happen? But it is, and we're here. <laughs> we're here, and this is probably an, a shared low of the week of ours, uh, as well as uh, your, I'm looking at, it's like you're sitting in the mist. Your camera is so foggy. <laughs> I know, I don't know why it's doing that. It's really annoying me. Like, it looks like I'm from like, the 60s or something, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my camera isn't working, but it's frustrating. Um, Technology pisses me off. It does, and it was like I was talking with my dad through the phone, talking you through the settings and all that. And uh, uh, anyway, we're here. I want to hear what your week was like, Joe, although I've seen you uh, till Saturday. Uh, I want to, like, what were your highs and lows? So my my low of the week, I've got a couple. My first low of the week is riding in the wind in Malaga, getting battered, having to take your feet out, descend them because you feel like you're going to get pushed off a cliff. That's that's my low, low of the week. Another one was going for that com attempt on that um on that steep hill which uh when it didn't really register properly that was a bit of a low because i thought i had it but i didn't mm -hmm. get it and then uh my highs were probably just being in the sun being away that was quite a nice little little treat mm -hmm. what about you yeah i can uh i can't imagine I, I was thinking i had a really really great low of the week obviously um we always have awesome lows of the week uh, i'll start off with my high high was obviously the calm attempt of that grim little climb in front of our door 250 meters i was actually not looking forward to it i remember you saying the day before it i'm gonna have a crack at this tomorrow and i remember i was going down with pepe to do uh some some video stuff and uh you said i'm gonna give it crack right now so you were running up that hill and it looked awful like it's painful it's painful walking up that climb but you didn't get it because uh you had you took the wrong road some sort of it's a left road and a right road both going in the same yeah, direction so, so basically, um, well basically for people that don't know there's like a, a, a set the road separated in the middle by like some trees and everything so the way you're supposed to do it is to run up the right hand side which is obviously the way the traffic would go but the, a couple of days before, it was, and every other run, it was re uh, recognizing our time, just running home on the left side, wasn't it? So mm -hmm. I thought, I'm just going to carry on running to the left side because it recognized it. And that's just the way we were always going to get to ours. But it kind of gave me a funny time. It like added 27 seconds onto um, what my time should have been. So um, I, was I thought I had it by 10 seconds. I ended up being 17 seconds off and I couldn't face doing it again. So I was like, Tom. You're, you're gonna have to do this before we leave it's funny because um we just had the owner of our airbnb showed up and uh, he was like oh god guys i want to like what time do you want to check out and we said just well, by the we way we had 45 minutes to leave basically before your um that you wanted to leave before the for the to catch the flight didn't you so you and you're in your site and stuff so you weren't even changing to your run stuff at that point were you no. And then we talked you into it, and then uh, yeah, you. What the funny you thing we said the owner was called Frank, and I said, "Well, Frank, listen up. Before uh, before uh, we want to check out, at first 
Tom needs to give this come attempt a crack. And he already knew we were like, but then he probably thought we're totally nuts because he saw us going up that thing. It must have looked funny. I mean, if you're not into sports and all of a sudden you see people doing that, you might be wondering, like, what the hell are they doing? And uh, yeah, I, when I did it, it, I mean, it only takes a minute and the comm was a minute and 28 seconds. I went up it in a minute and 18. It's like the longest minute of your life, isn't it? Like, I didn't even look at my watch. I just, it's, <laughs> it gains 50 meters of elev- of uh, incline over 250 meters. So you can see it's just a straight 250 meters. You can see the ocean in the background and it's literally like it's running wall. up the wall. While I run up a wall, yeah. And yeah. And- uh, First one third is like all right, but then all of a sudden, boom, lactate through your ass. It's uh, grim. And it made me think, though, uh, sometimes when you're kind of in a rush, you're thinking, oh, I've got two minutes, I've got three minutes. But three minutes is running up that hill twice. It's actually shitloads, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, you made a nice little video, didn't you, for people that haven't <laughs> seen it? Like, is it, where is it? Is it? How do they see it if they want to see it? <laughs> Also, my grand Pepe made a little edit. It was quite funny, wasn't it? Yeah, you'll have to put it onto the uh, triathlon mockery one. But he made Pepe, uh, the guy who was out there doing a few videos and stuff. Uh, he uh, did a little edit of Tom's like com attempt, where you can see the pain that he yeah. went through. And I think that would perfectly uh, sum up uh, our training camp as well as the importance of a training camp with your mates. I think it's training hard, grinding hard, as well as having good fun. Tom reckons that. A lot of the other pros wouldn't do stuff like that on the last day. Like he reckons that Jan Fredino wouldn't do it. I kind of agreed and thought, yeah, I couldn't see Jan having a little crack at a one minute segment on Strava. So if you're a pro and you listen to it, would you go, would you take on a little com, leave your mark in the local area before you leave on a train, on a like leave a training camp? Let us know on, uh, on our Insta. Cause we'd love to know if other people are up for messing around and stuff like that. And, uh, want to leave their mark in an area because because you still and it doesn't necessarily have to be a minute but for example in the past um i had to do a vo to max session couple of one minute efforts couple of two minutes three minutes well you know you get that you get it get it and Ida had to do the same in the hague and what we did is we kind of checked strava for all the nice little comps in the city center of the hague and we took uh well every every uh everyone we had our eyes on we took it and we call ourselves uh, the kings of the egg because we had all the comps. And we had a really decent session in because um, uh, it was quite tough. And on top of that, we had like a whole lot of fun. I'm still talking about this uh, this because we did it in the middle of the night as well because there wouldn't be any traffic. But um, it it makes memories, doesn't it? It's kind of fun doing yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it was like good that. fun. Yeah, it was, it was funny watching you and seeing your pain go up there, mate. Like I was absolutely <laughs> loving it. <laughs> so that's uh that that was my uh my high of the week my low of the week i remember now i went out shopping yesterday i hate shopping like i honestly hate buying clothes mate there's and one thing i hate more than technology pissing me off and that's going out shopping oh I know. God, it sends a shiver down and- my spine <laughs> it's just it's just a total awkward experience and everybody knows these salesmen i think clothing people people that sell clothes they've got these cheeky pickup lines like oh that suits you well and that looks nice and so they're um, like are they like the uh so are the salesmen in the hague then like the looky looky men that we were getting in uh, spain <laughs> that were selling their rolex watches and the louis vuitton bags <laughs> sort of sort of like that but then uh, I, I saw a couple of uh, things and I, I just i had to go through it because i needed some new clothes so it was kind of like get this one done and you're uh, done for the year something like that 
So then I picked a few little things and there was no salesman that said anything to me like, that looks great. Or that. So I was like, all right, I'm, enjoy- I'm starting to enjoy this one because I think it makes it feel a bit more awkward when they do stuff like that because they make you feel insecure. It's, it's like you're going out to uh, to a party and a friend of your friend of yours would say something like, are you really sure you're going to buy that shirt? Or, or are you really sure that you're going to wear that shirt to the party? All right, all right. But doesn't it not make you feel good when they're saying, oh, you look really good in that? Because that, no, me, because that, I know, that would work, I, that would work really, on me. If they oh, said no, to me, to I'd me, be like, oh, like, like, good, does it? I'll get that. It always, it always sounds something like they have to say it. They'd have to say it. Just, I don't know. It's just, just, I don't know. Anyway, then I bought the stuff and she didn't say anything until the very end. She said, all of a sudden, whoa, this combination, I've never seen it before. I really like it. I was like, did you really have to say that? It was like, they have to do it. It's some sort of uh, a clothing salesmen, women uh, uh, thing, like a, a, a kind of, rule i don't know it just made me feel uh makes me feel awkward i don't like shopping it's got to do uh, with myself not with other people i just don't like shopping you reckon the uh, training camp got you in good form didn't you as well that's got to be a high because you went out today on the bike they're all, they all saying how strong you were weren't they yeah 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 no i went out um you, you told me i wanted to take an easy week after the training camp because i did two built weeks in in uh, uh just before the training camp then the training camp is obviously two weeks of uh hard work Get the violin out, guys. He's now going to say a little sub story. Poor old Tom. He's yeah, ever, no, ever so no. tired. He's done all this I, training. I was uh, no, I was thinking like I'm going to take a nice little week off. But then you were saying like crack on for another week and then it's Christmas and you can take your days off then. So I was like, I'm just going to give it a try. And either set this one, let's go out for a five hour ride. And I said, well, why not? Let's see uh, what the legs are like. And uh, I felt awesome. So I'm going to see... Uh, how long uh, can keep it up? Anyway, uh, highs and lows of the week. Let's go over. There aren't any races this week. No race results, no races. Um, so we could go over to the main subject of the week, Joe. Main subject of the week, Malaga wrap-up. So we're going to rate this training camp, and we're going to tell you all the uh, nitty-gritties. We're going to give it a marks out of 10. Tom's got a few categories. Well, I hope he has. Um, he was supposed to have a few categories. I don't know, so it's gonna, have, I'm going to be free rolling this, but um, we're going to rate out a, of ten. Um, so this is this is what we're going to do, because we came up with a little plan, and one plan is uh, Joe and I have got loads of experience from all the places we've been, so we've got kind of a reference, and we want to let you guys know what are the ideal places in the world to uh, race. Uh, train and all that and this in this episode we're going to do a wrap up uh, about our training camp in Malaga and I want to start off with one of the most important subjects of a training camp is starting the day off starting the day off with coffee Joe how would you like to rate the coffee in Spain dreadful absolutely (laughs) dreadful Uh, if I'm being generous a three out of ten bearing in mind a five's average um like a free i would say it was below average it was like dirty dishwater like horrible generally apart from malaga there was two cafes we found in malaga that were decent weren't mm-hmm. they other than that they but were dire if you are out on the roads um just a random bar just just one just pick one the chance that they serve 
really 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 bad coffee with milk that's too hot it's also not really milk i've no clue what they use they use the long but... last milk don't they so basically the milk that you get on the shelves that you don't even have to keep refrigerating I, not even I, remember, I remember that we um that we went to this bakery and they had this beastie machine and we thought oh we're finally getting an awesome coffee and then she she brought this milk from i think some of something in 1950 or something it tasted rank and it was way too warm i said the to you didn't beans- i as soon as I saw that, I said, we ain't going to get a good coffee here. And you said, oh, she's got all the gear there. And I said, yeah, but she doesn't know how to she use shouldn't. it. It's going to be a crap and coffee. F- remember the other time when we were sitting at the cafe and we felt so like we just wanted to show the guy how it works because he had all the gear. It's just the grind wasn't well enough. I think uh, he just re- used really, really poor beans and all that. It's yeah, just, it's just horrible. It's sad. It's like you're riding a really expensive bike, but you're not really using it. It's just a well, shame, isn't it? It would be like using it, having a really expensive bike. And first of all, you wouldn't be using clipless pedals. You'd be using your trainers. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. and then, uh, yeah. You, 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 you ride a TT bike always out of the TT position, just regular. That's what most triathletes do anyway, isn't it? Like whenever you see them, they never ride on the TT bars. <laughs> they got they got the wrong tools for the job <laughs> all right so coffee you'd say three out of ten three out of ten if i'm being generous it was you can't three get a good, you can't plan a route with a nice cafe stop kenya it's dreadful all yeah. right what would you rate it what would you rate it out of ten tops three out of yeah, ten tops, because yeah. i think we had more than 10 coffees and had less than three get ones so i would say less than three out of ten all so, right yeah if you're gonna do it by that um, it would be less yeah yeah, <laughs> let's go over to the weather conditions in Spain. So, um, weather conditions. For I training. would say, like motivation-wise, the weather was great because you'd look outside and it'd be sunny all the time. But mm-hmm. for some reason, where we were, it was like a hurricane hotspot. Like every <laughs> time you went up the mountain, it was into this horrific headwind. Like, and it cracked us on the final long ride because we got a lift. We actually went through the hassle of taking our wheels off, putting them in the back of the car, then building our bike up at the top of the hill. Because we both couldn't face riding up this hill any more times. They cracked us. It's and it makes you wonder, like, how bad is this hill? Well, it it isn't necessarily really bad, and we'll get to that one in another category just... in a bit. But it's just uh, the wind it, on top of the gradient of the climb that made it unbearable. I reckon. I think it one took of us the... an hour to do seventeen kilometers. Exactly. That was hour. how long it took us. So we were averaging and 10 and a half top, miles an hour. On top of that, on top of that, we're not riding like really easy. We were grinding something like 283. No, yeah, I, I remember on mine. Can you remember when I looked at my power and I told you the cadence? I looked on it. I was trying to ride up it easy. It was like 15. Cadence 50. 45, mate. 45. Yeah. Under 50 at 320 watts. Because not, not only is it only 15% gradient, you're in a massive headwind. So it's like the equivalent of being like over 20% probably. With almost being blown off the road. Um, so yes, definitely that wasn't really ideal. And that made us think, if you're an age grouper, because we're thinking uh, for, uh, we, we want to give you a nice little training camp. And if your FTP is not over 320, you can't even ride it up. Yeah, you'd be going so, to VO2, getting up it. It was terrible. Yeah. You'd be... If you weren't so, a really fit age grouper, that would be like the worst place because you literally wouldn't be able to get up any of the climbs to get over the hill, what which uh, blocks you because uh, there's no <laughs> close road. Like, but we'll get onto the routes in a little in a in a little in the next bit. But basically, weather-wise, I would say a five. It was warm, it was sunny, but it was extremely windy every day, like yeah. gale force yeah. winds. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, 
food and I mean eating out because loads of age groupers see training camp also as a little vacation. How would you rate the average restaurant? Five, would you say average? Like, I, w- I would say average. So yeah. it, it depends. It depends. If you're going to Spain for a nice little trip and you want to get in some decent, nice tapas, you know, these typical Spanish jamons, awesome red wines, it's the place to go. Nine out of 10, maybe even 10 out of 10. It's awesome. But if you're, if you came back from a long ride or whatever and you want to get a decent, healthy meal, meaning something like a poke bowl or uh, a really nice big green salad with um, just something a bit more healthy, it's pretty hard to find, especially in the, in the smaller villages outside of, of course, you're going to find it in a city center of Malaga, but it's still hard. Yeah, it's still hard, even in Malaga. And I, I would totally agree with that. Like, if you want to get, if you want something nice and healthy, it was a bit different. There's none there at all. There's a lot of like more greasy stuff in there. I would say a five out of 10 for food. Like mm-hmm. that. that's what I'd say. Going over to the climbs. I didn't really like the climbs. Like I, at first it kind of sucked us in because when Tom fi- told me he'd booked the place, I looked on Strava, had a little look and loads of the climbs on Strava say that they're like 4%, 5%. I said, God, there's some awesome climbs here, but it tricks you because on it a lot of the climbs, you. there's a big descent in the middle. And it counts that in the average gradient. So on paper, it looks like they're all like four to six percent, and you think fantastic, which would be ideal, exactly. Which would be ideal, but they're actually like ramps of like fifteen percent or thirteen percent for a cup for like fifteen hundred meters. Then a bit of a descent for three hundred. Then it will climb again at a really steep gradient, and mm-hmm. it's just it's literally like that the whole time. Um, just if you grinding, absolutely. If grinding. you weigh, if you're an age grouper and you weigh. 45 kilos and you've got a 28 in the back you're laughing if you're not that kind of age grouper i don't think you're really going to like the climbs i had a 39 30 on my bike i could barely get up the climbs half the time and i was riding well over friends watts yeah and joe's ftp is 630 so you can reckon uh, <laughs> how tough it was um so the climbs how would you rate it three four for the climbs, just below average. Like All right, I put in three and a half, three and a half out of ten. Um, it's uh, let's go over to the Airbnb, Airbnb and location hotspots. Oh, I'd say the Airbnb was nice, like an eight out of ten. Like Airbnb was really nice, and I think if you're looking for an Airbnb or a place to st- to stay, um, price wise and the places, I think it's really good. There are loads of places in and around Malaga. They're all all very nice. Prices are all very decent, like not too expensive. And um, so I would say an eight out of ten. That's uh, that's and pretty fair. What do you reckon the last one? Just training in general. So like taking into account the oh, swimming, the running, I've the biking, got, everything. Yeah, I've got actually one specific. Uh, oh, that was uh, my low. That was going to be my low of the week. You know, remember that woman who like battered me in the pool. So I'm just going to get onto this before we go into this. So I was swimming up the pool and it was carnage. There was one lane open, like in the 50 meter pool. You can imagine what it's like. Public swim time It's rammed. Everyone's swimming at different speeds. And I thought, oh God, I'm going to piss a few people off here. I knew it from the start, but obviously I tried not to. Now I'm swimming along. I'm doing a few drills like with a snorkel on. So I'm doing like half a length drill, half a length swim. I get onto the bit on the way back. I'm doing like a normal swim bit. And all of a sudden, this woman who's doing breaststroke kicks me with her heel in the leg. And I go, oh, like that. <laughs> Snorkel fills up with water. I like <laughs> choke a bit on it. And I got managed to like get through to the end of the lane. 
And then uh, I saw Tom and but I said, the, that bloody lady just kicked me, mate. I nearly, I, I got a load of water up my snorkel and you were like laughing, but, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was laughing at that point because um, I was swimming behind you. And when I passed that, I think this was two laps later on, just before the discussion, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, I passed this uh, lady and she thought it was me. So she started grabbing my ankle and I was like, oh, what, what the hell's going on? <laughs> something must have happened. So in the meanwhile, underwater, I was laughing a bit because I knew something happened. So at the end of the lane, I stopped and I waited to for her to say something like what happened because I had no clue. But then uh, she saw the guilty little dog, Joe, with his ears all down like a guilty dog. And then uh, you, you two had a little discussion, didn't you? Yeah, she's, she was like moaning at me. And I told her to like calm down. She's and she said to me, uh, I I I hit her, and I'm like, no, you kicked me. Like you were the one that did it to me. And then um, she was saying some stuff, and she said we shouldn't be there because we can't talk. We're not Spanish, didn't she, or something like yeah. that. You don't speak Spanish, so you shouldn't be here. Yeah. And then she complained to the uh, person that was uh, in the pool, didn't she? Like one of the people there, and said that she was going to go to the police about us, didn't she? Like not yeah, just us, but, but her as well, didn't she? Like the actual yeah, it was worker. really weird. And 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 um one of the guards the pool guards also said like she's always swimming in the middle of the lane so it was just a bit weird she didn't really get it and she didn't really get the swim like the normal swim rules i remember them people that are yeah you're fully kicking off of it and like you can't really stand it when they uh you were laughing the when, she was, when she was having a go at me you were in stitches laughing weren't yeah, you yeah of course i was <laughs> And also them people that kick off the wall just before you come in. Oh, I had loads of them. Like I was literally in the middle of a set. I lit, was on the last few hundreds and there was only four of us in the lane and three of them were all together. And I got to about two meters for the lane and all three of them quickly pushed off in front of me. And I just thought, why are you doing this? Like you could it's have like, waited and you had a whole 50 meter lane to yourself. It's like they discussed this before this happened. It was like they planned it. They could not have planned it any better if they tried to disrupt me. Like they pushed <laughs> off at the perfect time. So... I can only think they must have said to each other, let's quickly push off before he comes just to piss him off a bit because he's annoying us. But if they didn't do that, then they're just complete retards because it made no sense at all. Like public swimming really makes me rant. It's, uh, it, I'm so glad with my group, with the kids in The Hague, because public swimming, I can't, like my stress levels, I can't handle it. Yes, yeah, it's just it's stressful. Just, um so, so that, that makes us come to the point of uh, pools, Joe. How would you rate the pools? Meaning so the, that... The pools in on paper look great. There's loads of pools out there and there's quite a few 50 meter pools in quite a close proximity. But the downside is they're generally really busy unless you go during the middle of the day. But if you want to go like in the evening or anything, they're rammed, aren't they? Like, all, every, like all of them were busy. And then the pool times are really weird at some of the pools. Like you went to one that you said was quiet, but it was only open 12 till 3.30 or something like that. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah, it was terrible. So I would say probably a six or a seven for the pools like if they did if, you if did they you then take into the account uh how easy it is to get to some of the pools meaning buying a ticket or all the administrative hassle no not too much but yeah there is a bit of a hassle sometimes but i would say probably a six or a seven for the pools like there's loads of them and there's like quite a few 50s but there is a bit of a ball ache with like public going in there and you they do get quite busy that's the downside um all right i'll uh i'll quickly uh get my calculator up joe and if you're now wondering oh it doesn't really sound they had a really good time in uh in malaga it sounds like um they they'd rather be home at home 
Well, I actually had an awesome training camp and I had some awesome lads. We had decent training in and I think uh, all, all this uh, will, will make you harder. Like it's resilience, isn't it? Yeah, and we got a great camp in, but we're just being honest with what we thought it was. Like, I exactly. mean, there's like so many places to go that we probably wouldn't go back there again because I think there's a lot better places to go. You know, I've been to Tenerife before and I'd say Tenerife was a bit better, but I quite fancy trying Mallorca or uh, Girona. I've been to Mallorca when I I've... did cycling before, but I mean, Girona makes me want to try it because everyone seems like they're there. So they must be there for a reason. And I'm like... This, uh, taking all the categories into the account, Joe, this one would average out, and then I'm being generous, a 5.2. I would say that's, I would say that's bang on. I would say it was just an average destination. Like the, you know... 5.2, Joe, it's not an average destination. It's just, it's below average. It's, uh, you wouldn't pass a test with a 5.2 out of 10, would you? Yeah, I've passed tests with fives. Was fives really in the Netherlands? You need a five point five. <laughs> All right. Well, then depends if you're from Holland. If you're from Holland, you wouldn't you wouldn't go there. But if you're from England, maybe you'd be like it's average. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a bit bit above average. Yeah. So um, exactly. If you're uh, if you want to go there for the Airbnbs and a little bit for the pools, just between twelve and three. And for the food, meaning the unhealthy food, so the wines and all that, perfect. Go and to Malaga. Don't, Do ask, awesome don't ask them for a flat white because we did it a few times and made a mistake and they just gave us a, a gallon of milk with like a small <laughs> amount of coffee. It was like they might as well just give us a bottle of milk. So don't ask for a flat white. <laughs> You've got to confuse them. Even if you, you might... show them the picture. I showed them a picture and they still didn't come up with it, did they? They said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And the Cortado, <laughs> didn't they? And they, they definitely could do it. <laughs> Remember this time when, when I said to the guy, I said, Joe, I know the trick right now. We should either get the cafe con leche or we should get the cappuccino. Whereas you, and then we went to this churros place where they had all right coffee. So I said to the guy, cafe con leche. And then he, you showed him a flat white. And he was like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. So I said, all right, I'll go for a flat white then as well. And he came back literally with two soup bowls full of oh, milk. I can't believe it. I was gutted. <laughs> by it. And then we saw the other coffees and we were like, oh, God. Like, made we, even, we even asked him, what, what's that then? What's that? <laughs> yeah. Don't ask for a flat white there, guys. It's definitely not a flat white. <laughs> exactly and if you're um if you're curious what our training camp was like uh, joe as well as i did some youtube videos on our youtube channels and um it will give you a little impression behind the scenes um or especially the behind the scenes one because uh, everybody knows what it's like to uh, ride a bike and uh, and run um and uh, the roll on there and uh, let us know what you think we might do it in the future as well on upcoming training camps um but that makes us come to the very next subject, Joe. What's the next subject? The bullshit buster. Oh, the bullshit buster. The bullshit buster. Are you curious what the bullshit buster is this week? Yeah, I am because I, when you said that, then I was thinking, uh, I, must, I, I can't remember what it is, and I was you, you kind of caught me off guard a bit. What is the bullshit buster this week? <laughs> the bullshit buster, Joe, is um, is a device. It's it's actually a fitness device, and um, the core business of this uh, fitness device is strengthening your neck it's called the iron neck oh i've seen and, this someone sent it to me as well uh about this yeah yeah i've i've already shown you a video uh of the device first of all the thing looks really 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 uncool this one oh, makes... is that thing where the guy's in the gym with it <laughs> i'm yeah, showing thing's... you on the video right this thing is crazy, guys. Like, yeah, Tom showed me this. It's like this, uh, like, 
it's meant to be for like triathlon and endurance and stuff like that as well. I thought it was a wind up at first. Like, yeah, yes, at first we thought this is some meme account taking the piss, isn't it? Like, honestly, you can't be serious. Yeah, but... he's doing. He's using it on resistance cords, isn't he? And he's like pulling his neck all over the place. To be honest, I think it's one <laughs> way. Of, I think it's one way of slipping a disc or something and giving yourself sciatica, let alone like strengthening so, your neck. This is literally some sort of. We're going to post a picture on the triathlon mockery because you can't understand it unless you see it there's some funny there's, videos as well isn't there there's some really really funny videos like you don't know if you're scrolling on a business website or that is funniest home videos this guy uh, for example right now i have a video in front of me of a guy wearing it's some sort of ufo thing around his face around his neck <laughs> and he is head banging his neck to, <laughs> towards the floor with some sort of cable it, you can't make this up like what is he doing it for um, is it so common then that people have these extreme neck problems that they need to play with these electis, uh, elastic bands and this thing around their head? What do you think? Well, I think, to be honest, he must get them to use this. They develop a neck problem because they're like pulling their neck all over the place for resistance. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, then they're like, oh, yeah, I have got a bit of a problem because they've tried the thing and it's given the problem. And he's like, you need to use this and it will get rid of your neck problem. But they didn't have the bloody neck problem yeah. until they tried the, the neck thing, whatever it is. And that's how they got it exactly because you need to upgrade you've got two versions you've got the uh, uh the some sort of mini ufo version and you've got the thing i i don't know what the hell it is but it looks like it can take off uh it's a huge metal thing around his neck um it it's it, i don't know it you just don't want to wear this in a gym i want to show this again <laughs> if someone look, <laughs> look if, at that i just yeah it's just a crazy crazy thing if someone actually does use this neck thing, I would love to know because I can't imagine <laughs> that they've actually sold this. Like if, if someone would buy that, then they must be extremely gullible. Exactly. Like why, if, is there someone, you know, that is playing around with these things? Because I could see some benefits of a glucose monitor, maybe. Really? Really? But, well, you've changed. More, you've, <laughs> you've changed. <laughs> but this thing, Honestly, have you can can you make anything up? Have you ever had someone who's got a I mean, your neck muscles, they're like born to keep your neck yep. up, right? I don't think there's anyone in the world who would struggle to keep their 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 face up, you know. All what I, mean? I can say is if someone wants to buy that or someone has brought that, contact me for coaching because you'd be the easiest person to coach ever because whatever I said, you'd believe and it would be no questions asked because if you if you're definitely gullible enough to buy that, then God, you'd be a what? dream to coach. There'd be no, I couldn't do anything Joe, wrong, could I? Joe, it would be pretty funny though if we, uh, if we'd set up the uh, age group manager and we wouldn't bullshit bust this thing, but all of a sudden we would send them one out and say, "All right, you need to do thirty times one minute with uh, the head banging <laughs> UFO, and it's going to strengthen your neck muscles, completely taking the piss out of our age groupers." Yeah, <laughs> the, we'll uh, get, the age group manager. Yeah, we'll get them a super sapiens as well and everything, and. <laughs> yeah. and and tell them we'll pay for an Iron Man tattoo when they're finished as well. <laughs> uh, so this one is a massive, massive bullshit buster. Like, honestly. And I think the device even costs 300 euros or something. But yeah. Yeah, absolute rip off. Like, you'd be better off buying a load of energy gels or bars and stuff for that price. That would sort you out for the, for the, for the whole six months of racing and stuff, wouldn't it? That'd yeah, be way definitely. more way more beneficial and, than the neck banger. Or or hire hire a team like the physiotherapist we were talking about earlier. If yeah. you're 
if you're going to the gym and you tell someone, yeah, I've, I've got nerve problems, but my uh, my physio is an absolute beast, and uh, I'm, I'm going after, I'm going to him after the gym session. He's going to sort me out. And to be honest, that's going to look. For, well, you're going to need cool. to pay for a chiropractor after it anyway, because you're going to put your neck out. Just go to a rock. <sighs> just go to a heavy rock, heavy metal rock concert or something, and headbang on the dance floor to that. You'll be doing the same thing, and at least you'll be able to make the most of a concert. Absolutely, absolutely. I. Uh... Let's uh, let's go over to uh, the Instagram post of the week because um, this bullshit buster really grinds my gears. It's uh, I, I can't see why this is working. So, and the Instagram post of the week is the riding around, and it's hundred and something mile per hour winds. They're in Miami. The news reporters like commenting on the big hurricane storm. God knows, I thought they were in Malaga to be honest at first when I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> that was what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> So they're riding around in uh, Malaga, sorry, Miami. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's 100 miles an hour, it's, rain, it's peeing it down. And um, the woman's like kicking off because they're out cycling. I think they were just going for Strava comms. And they, they've just targeted the right day. They thought, right, 100 mile an hour wind. If we do this one, we'll have a massive tower wind up there. It'll be ours forever. No one's going to get it back. And uh, yeah. she's just not happy that they're going for her comm, I think. That, that's so the news reporter is just speaking about something uh, hurricane katrina she says well hurricane katrina is a beast is a, a nine out of ten will literally blow everyone away and uh, everybody needs to stay indoors and blah blah and all of a sudden you see these two well you call them cyclists but i don't think cyclists would have done this i think the triathletes because triathletes are nuts remember Special yeah but forces. if but i think it could be a cyclist a bitter cyclist because they knew a triathlete's got their comm and they want to get it back I know what cyclists are like. Cyclists are really, they get really angry about triathletes stealing their comms. Like, you know what it was like in Dubai, Tom. We stole them tri- them cyclist comms and they all kicked off. Like, I was getting WhatsApp messages. Honestly, I was getting hate mail on WhatsApp because they got really <laughs> jealous that me and Tom did a bit of a two-up for a laugh. We stole their comm and they all got in a hissy fit it, over it. It was funny, though, because we've been out there for three weeks and they've got two massive, massive comms. One of them is the ride around Al-Qudra starting from the parking lot. It's about 100 k's. And I remember the first ride I did with the group um, I was just riding really hard with Volker, like uh, all day. I think we averaged something like 42Ks an hour. But then they wanted to stop at a cafe just before the parking lot. We had a coffee, went back to the car. And then some of the guys said, oh, if we kept on going, you could, we would have taken my com. And I was like, fucking hell, I know what kind of guy you are. You didn't want us to continue because we would have taken your com. So that's the, one of the biggest. And then the other one was the ride around the Nash track. It's got this um, sort of little loop. Yeah, I can't remember uh, what it's called. It's nine kilometers long, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah, nine yeah, we, K. We wanted to do a little interval session. And all of a sudden you came up with, shall we try and take the com around the track? Yeah, and it was like we had just been in a normal training day. We'd been training like normal the whole time, haven't we? So, But they think we tapered for it, but we got it. We took about 40 seconds off it over 18K. And honestly, they were kicking off so much. Tom posted a little video up at the time on his like Instagram story saying how he'd got it and stuff like that. And it just <laughs> seemed to grind them down even more. But that's sightless, isn't it? You know, if a triathlete takes a sightless com, they get all angry and they start like trying to hit, 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 like hit back at you, don't they? And I reckon that these sightless in the wind. Go, going back to that video, indeed, we think so either that women, uh, the, the presenter of the uh, uh, weather app is saying something like, this is my com and they can't go out. 
I get them guys doing it with a tailwind. We here in The Hague, we've got some awesome tailwinds. And uh, when there is a crazy, crazy tailwind, because you can't really take a comm if there's no crazy tailwinds, um, I would look for some uh, cool comms in my area. Would you? Oh, 100%. Who wouldn't? Be crazy not to. <laughs> I know. This is, uh, some, some prestigious comms are more impressive than a, a good result in an Ironman. Definitely. You know, you, I'd swap some of my Ironman victories for certain comms. Certain comps are for life, whereas Ironman victories, they're for life as well. But um, a comp is just always, the results are just always up, you know. And a comp seems like it annoys people even more, doesn't it? Especially if you take one of this. A comp is like a course record. That's what it is. Yeah. But this one, um, yeah, these the cyclists are a bit crazy, to be fair. Like, is absolutely chucking it down. And, the, and she says if they get in trouble, the police and the fire service aren't going to come out and help them, don't she? Yeah, I do understand that. I do get that. Do it you? was... Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, you're risking your life for what? A bit of comms? But it looked like Malaga through. We did it every day. In Malaga, on the one, that ride, on one of the rides that we did, I think it was on the Thursday, something like that, I was out on the ride with Tom and I had to unclip three times going down hills like, because I thought I was going to get pushed off and I just had no that's, stability. It, that's also a reason why the roads were so unbelievably slow i don't think i've done rides on my mountain bike where i was faster going further distance than on my road bike with you last week and that was basically because of the winds because on the descents we couldn't make the time up because it was so crazy windy that it would it was just dodgy we only broke 30 k's an hour on one ride that's it's so embarrassing isn't it yeah and in that ride we we were putting the hammer down whole day tom wanted to we were like going up every climb tempo efforts one partly one of the reasons was i knew we'd be out there all day and we were meant to be stopping at the calf and it's a good job i did because we got to the calf 10 minutes before they stopped doing food so i'd have been absolutely livid if i'd have got there 10 minutes later and they sure. weren't but to, you 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 were having enough after the first two climbs weren't you i said i thought we've done two well, climbs it's um to give you an example what it's like to go on a training camp with joe he said for example all right the first uh, let's do a 40 minute tempo effort and uh, and then we're done and I thought he made No, I mean, yeah, no, done on the first climb. Like, that's yeah, what I meant. Like... It, that's not what he said. He said, then we're done. So I just sticked on his wheel, went up the whole climb. It was all right. Like, it, I felt all right after two weeks. Uh, it was tough, but it was all right. And then you get to that, to that point. It was like a five-minute descent, maybe even two minutes. And then he said, all right, next climb. We'll do another effort, like another 23-minute. And then we had another climb and another one and another one. And we ended up doing something like two hour uh, worth of efforts. And the thing is, it was not as hard as physically. It was like mentally really hard because I I just didn't know when when was it going to stop? Because you're always going to settle for, oh, this was the last one. And then boom, another one. It was a good job we did because it would have been freezing there, wouldn't it, if we hadn't off? Exactly. Yeah, it was uh, it was good training, and uh, at least. And then it's Bobby... got you fit now. You went out with your mates, and they were giving you all compliments. Like exactly, I won't. I won't be. Uh, I think I've never been this fit for Christmas. Um, Imagine so... how good you're going to be. Look at sitting at the dinner table with your family. They're going to go, Tom. You look so fit and healthy this year. Like yeah, I just saw to? you go into the buffet. Holy shit, you've become fast. <laughs> yeah, you, you should. Uh, you should be sending me a check for coaching you. That was like. You know, if you go to a gym, you pay £35 an hour for personal training. He's been getting the bloody thing for free. I should be getting, like, I should have got my whole trip paid for from him for, like, the personal well, training. I gave well, him. partly, partly, because I, I pushed you on doing, like, the long runs. You've done your longest ever runs and the longest ever swims, whereas I'm not really a swimmer, but 
I've made you do in the long swims. And Not my long longest runs. ever swims. Only this this winter. All oh, right, this winter. Yeah, then. It's, like... it's a bit. It's a something. So <laughs> I would say I, I've given you some personal training in return. We're equal now. <laughs> All right. What's up, everyone? Uh, thanks for listening. And um, yeah, we're going to post all the stuff on Travel Mockery, the Com Attempt, as well as the Iron Neck Beast and uh, the Strava Coms in Malaga uh, or Miami. And then we'll see each other uh, next week again, but only if Joe managed to sort out his software. Yeah, I'll definitely sort it out because I can't go through that every week. All right, I'm hungry now. I'm going to get some food. See you later, mate. See you. Bye. See you.